0: Hello and welcome to KCSB. My name is Sandy Ganesh, and in honor of National Haiku Day, we have with us a poet from UCSB's Poets Club. Could you please state your name and how you'd like to be identified?
1: Hi, I'm Jason Cathcart, and I use he-him pronouns.
0: What is your position in the Poets Club?
1: I'm the co-president with Charlotte.
0: So my first question is, who, according to you, gets to call themselves a poet? Do you call yourself a poet?
1: I call myself a poet, and anyone who's ever tried to write poetry. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm, I'm of the the ideology that as soon as you decide you want to be something you can become it and you don't have to finish a poem to be a poet you don't have to write anything actually to be a poet you have thoughts you make poetic phrases in your head and you're always composing as long as you're thinking
0: Um, do you think a poem should be read aloud or experienced silently on the page
1: Ooh, that, that depends on the type of poetry, you know? Mm-hmm. That, that there's no yes or no question. It's all about context. Spoken word poetry, 100% meant to be performed. Um, there's so many like sonic hits. A lot of it is about like rhyme as well. Um, but some poetry is definitely meant to exist on the page, especially poetry that has like special formatting. You, you want to see the structure, the, all the indentations. Like so much of that matters and um, can't really be conveyed read aloud. And sometimes poems have both of those. Like you need to hear it aloud to hear the sonic hits, but also need to see it on a page. And I think those are my favorites.
0: Do you think poetry is still relevant in today's society?
1: Oh, 100%. 100%. I am <laughs> taking two classes um, with Rick Benjamin this quarter, and he uses poetry to teach, and it's very effective, especially at facilitating like community in the classroom. Um, there, There are so many poets who have like so much knowledge into so little words. And to him, that's what poetry is. He'll mm-hmm. it, tell you over and over, poetry is an art of subtraction, saying more with less. And always likes to tell this anecdote of a, uh, I, I think it was Lucille Clifton being on a board with a bunch of historians. And one of the historians questioned her, wh- what she was doing on the board. And he, <laughs> Lucille said back, I know I'm a poet and you're a historian, but that just means I can do in thirty words what it takes you thirty pages to do.
0: in a politically and socially divided world, like we mostly experience today, mm-hmm. would you say that poetry could be a powerful tool because it's less confront because it's like a less confrontational way to deliver a message
1: Ooh is it a less confrontational way? I guess if you're using metaphors and stuff, it can be, but some of the most powerful and like vitriolic words i've heard come in the form of poetry like insults and stuff (laughs) from like people that are just like really angry in their poetry uh you can say something so much more powerfully if you say it like in a metaphor or like compare them to something um I, i think poetry has a great Potential to heal and be non-confrontational, but I think it also has a huge capacity to be very confrontational. It's just about how you use it, you know.
0: A more cynical view of poetry is that it's pretentious. What do you have to say about that?
1: Ooh, I think a lot of that pretentious stigma has to do with like just you know the a select few poets who think that poetry is like only for academia and to really make poetry into this non-accessible thing. But the truth is, anyone can write poetry, and I think all poetry is valid. You know, a question of good or bad, it's all subjective, right? So who's to say whether something's poetry or not? We can't leave it up to the academics. I know I don't trust them. And, you know, even speaking as one, I guess, as someone who's been studying poetry for a couple years in UCSB, it's just... Yeah, I I just think they need to broaden their scope of the kind of poetry they read. One, because there's so many different types. And two, just talk to people about it and really discover, like, what poetry can be. Because people who say that usually are thinking about a very specific kind of poetry. And there's so, so much poetry out there that is not pretentious at all. Like, think children's books. Those, those are poetry. Yeah. Not to say that not... All non-pretentious poetry is like children's books. That's just another genre.
0: There's also the other end of the spectrum where traditionalists think rap isn't poetry. And as someone mm-hmm. who does rap, what do you think of that? Yeah, I
1: do rap. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny to call it poetry. It'd, it'd be even funnier to call it like not poetry, though. You know, like um, you you could just say that it's it's really less about rap and more just about like all song lyrics sort of constitute as poetry and to draw the line at rap makes even less sense because it makes such use of like sonic hits and when you're talking about like rhyme which is one of the first things that comes to mind when people say poetry which by the way not all poems have to rhyme many 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 do not but rap makes such great use of rhymes you have like some of the biggest rhymes Like, you hear, like, MF Doom doing nine-syllable rhymes and just, like, walking it for a bar, doing a 14-syllable setup line and 14-syllable punchline. That that is the epitome of poetry. That's where language gets pushed to its furthest extent, and you can't find it anywhere outside of rap. I think in a lot of ways, rap is just, like, pushing the English language to its boundaries, seeing how many fun things you can do with, like, alliteration, really just, like, overdoing all these different linguistic devices and i think it's it's definitely poetry
0: where do you think poetry is headed in the future
1: where is it headed in the future i hope in circles over and over i I love seeing like old forms of poetry kind of like cycling forward and becoming popular again um like the haiku is a fun one i don't that that kind of gained popularity like over time i hope to see that decline and get replaced by something else because it's really been overdone
0: <laughs> you want to see the haiku decline
1: i i think that people are way too focused on just the haiku when there's all these other forms that could shine and we, we talked about like the history of the haiku um in, in our class it, it it comes from like hoku mm-hmm. um, which is like a part of like renga poetry and it's it's like this ancient form of japanese poetry haikus were never meant to like stand on their own. Renga poetry connects a bunch of haikus in a chain, alternating between a haiku and then a two seven, seven syllable, like seven syllables in one line, seven syllables in the next um, stanza. And in combination with the haiku, that made a tanka. And Renga poetry takes a bunch of interlocking tankas and just kind of daisy chains haikus forever. And it's, it's so cool. But the way people do haikus now it's very different from how they were originally supposed to be done um rick has other things to say about that (laughs) the professor that taught me that here but um i i think the way people have co-opted it and transformed it that's just something that happens in in language and in poetry and i I hope to see it like transform more and kind of like I hope other forms get popular so we can explore what can be done with those.
0: Can anyone be a poet?
1: Why not? Yeah. Absolutely. I I, I tell everyone that they already are, you know, especially at Poets Club. Like, the second you walk in that door, you've made a decision.
0: Uh, what about people who are too shy to share their poetry? Poetry oh. can be very intimate.
1: Even if you can't share your poetry, I mean, you're implying, like, they've written it but are too afraid to share.
0: Yeah
1: you're still a poet sharing doesn't determine whether you're like the validity of yourself as a poet
0: but what if someone wants to participate in your club but are too afraid to share it
1: oh poets club it's it's very easygoing no no one's required to share um no one's required to show up every week people just kind of come and go as they please and share or just listen as they please Uh, We had someone last night night, um, sign up to perform and then change their mind. And that's totally okay. You know, we, we pride ourselves on being a safe space, not just for poetry, but for the poets. I mean, that's why we're called Poets Club, not Poetry Club, as a lot of people, it's, it's like this total Mandela effect. Everyone thinks we're called Poetry Club because it feels natural to say, but we make a big deal about being Poets Club with an apostrophe after the s, poets, because it belongs to the poets of the club. And that's what I like to think we're about, about the poets, the people, more than just the poetry. Uh,
0: Since this is in honor of Haiku Day, do you mind reading out a haiku you wrote? Yeah, sure. And for context, would you like to explain the structure of a haiku for the listeners?
1: Yeah, a haiku is a form of poetry where the first line has to have five syllables, second line has seven syllables and then the third line has five syllables again so it creates a five seven five pattern and uh <laughs> i've written a few haikus it's not my favorite form of poetry but uh, earlier i said i just end up making puns here are two haikus with puns in them this one's called the bird the bird flies high up it releases a soft coo. wow what a high coo and here's another one about hikes. You see where this is going. Mm-hmm. You find things on hikes, things that will make you say, "Ooh, that is a hike." Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I know, no, th- those are bad ones. I I brought another one that I did not write. If I could read that, because it's a, way better than.
0: No, it's this is uh. very nice. It's very comforting to know that. I feel like the problem with like poetry is like people feel very distanced from it because like everyone's like oh my god poets are intellectuals so or like mm. and I'm like you can just write whatever you want so this is very good
1: you really can it th- this one is definitely intellectual um r- it's fitting that we're sitting under a stork because it's about a temple bell <laughs> it it goes the temple bell stops but the sound keeps on coming. Out of the flowers. And that one's by, I have no clue how to pronounce this, Matsuo Basho. Um, Love is poetry.
0: In honor of this interview, I tried my hand at haiku. However, <gasps> I will confess to the listeners that I used a haiku calculator for <laughs> the syllables. A
1: haiku calculator? haiku calculator. Oh, <laughs> <Haiku-culi-
0: laughs> <Haiku-culi- laughs> uh, God, this is embarrassing. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, Deccan's son was born The sand melted to imbrown her She drifted away west Nice The calculator did very good
1: You should have stuck around at Poets Club last night Don't, don't shy away, it's kind of like scary At the beginning when we're shifting around the desks To create a circle And uh, everyone's finding their seat But once we're in that circle It's clear like, okay, we're all equal We want to hear what you have to say and I, I really like to think that the pressure comes off for, you know, after the introductions and we, we always have writing time at the beginning of the meeting where you can just kind of like relax and work on whatever you want before we get into performances and feedback.
0: Uh, do you ever face writer's block?
1: Oh, absolutely. The best thing that you can do is just step away, honestly. <laughs> like what, I, What's I, that? I've... I know from experience for sure that staring at the page and just kind of like brainstorming doesn't really help me be creative, but going out and experiencing other things helps me write for sure. I'll go for a walk and see something or I'll just stop trying to think of something and let my mind wander. And sometimes I'll just land on something where I'm like, oh, that's good. I like that. Um, But when you're staring at a blank page, you're seeing nothing. If you go out into the world, you'll see a million things that you can write about.
0: Uh, That's all the questions I have for you today. Is there anything else you would like to add?
1: Uh, Yeah, you're a great poet. Please come to Poets Club again. And to any listeners who are interested in attending Poets Club, we meet on Thursdays, 7 to 9. In HSSB 1206. And also, if you ever want to get a free poem from us, we table every Friday uh, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. in the Arbor. And we, we have a big sign, and it says free poems. And you can come up, request one on any subject, and we'll write it for you on the spot. Yeah, it yeah. usually takes like five minutes. Yeah, we, we handed out a bunch this morning.
0: Yeah, you really have to be in the flow
1: you should hear about some of the other members in Poets Club, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I still have, like, uh, just faint, like, remainders of imposter syndrome, even as the president of Poets Club now. Actually, especially as the president of Poets Club, like, I, oh, there's just so much talent in that club. It's impossible to feel like you don't measure up in some way. And that's where all the reminding comes in, where you, you share these doubts, where you're like, how am I a true poet in comparison to these people? And you have to you have to remind yourself that constantly. It's one of the things about being a poet or just like being anything, you know, being an artist in general, especially. But once you get past that <laughs> imposter sy- syndrome, you can share the joy of creating poetry with people. That, 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 that's what the club's all about to me.
0: That's a good note to end on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, do you want to wish happy haiku day
1: oh my gosh guys happy international haiku day from poets club Mm
0: -hmm. and thank you so much for tuning in with kcsb news i'm sandy ganesh happy haiku day